0: This is a reminder that your boyfriend built like a bitch. You should should be be my my girlfriend girlfriend instead. (laughs) What's up, thoughts? Welcome back to Bedtime Thoughts, a podcast where we discuss whatever the fuck fuck we want want now. (laughs) Because... We're those bitches. Exactly. And we've had a lot of changes. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: are we starting is this yeah we're starting like we're doing this again we miss you guys so much this was uh quite the break yeah quite the hiatus honestly we learned a lot about ourselves though yeah we've been through some shit so um so we're back
0: to tell you about it i guess yeah and this episode is not gonna be like regular episodes because we're just gonna tell you guys where we've been honestly
1: fill you in on the deets all of the deets all the deets you get a video now so exactly so we're we're changing it up a little bit and why are we
0: changing it up though
1: uh well we realized that we kind of put ourselves in this box where we um we only talked about black and queer issues and while those things are a center point of who we are they're not the only thing we are so uh, we wanted to expand our horizons and talk about a lot of other things and the point of our podcast was to think talk about things that keep us up at night and not only black and queer issues keep us up at night so exactly we wanted to expand a little bit and that took some time to figure out what exactly that meant for us yeah so now we're back, now we're back. and we've kind of like figured out not only what that means for this
0: podcast but what that means for for us individually and individually like personally and mm-hmm. lives yeah. um so I guess we're just we're just gonna kick this shit off the last episode. Um, what did we talk about? The last, the last episode, episode, I I let the people know that Kayla and I had broken up. Oh shit! You just dropped that shit and just left. I dropped that shit and we did.
1: Oh yeah. Fuck.
0: We didn't even well, we didn't even get into it.
1: Um, Do you want to get into it? Are we gonna get
0: into it? I think we're we're we'll get a little bit into it. You know, I'm not going to give you guys all the tea, but I might give you like the sugar cube for the tea.
1: But you can't put it in the tea. It's got to stay on the saucer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, We're going to
1: do it gradually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit at a time. All right, so what's been up with you? Um, well, I don't I don't really know how much I indulged <laughs> in our podcast about my relationship, but I'm single, so Single Pringles single over here. Single Pringles. So. you know, we've been we've been doing a lot of healing during this um this time these last few months since we when did we last see you guys november yeah because we did the home for the holidays yes oh shit that was the last one so yeah. yeah it's been like five four months five months since we've seen you guys so yeah yeah we've just done a lot of healing in that time i have she has individually together grown together so
0: all right so let's just get started um where have you been bitch on the sidewalk <laughs>
1: Not in the streets, apparently. apparently. <laughs> so All right. y'all, this bitch. We're gonna we're gonna do this differently. We're gonna <laughs> this is gonna be a different type of situation. So this bitch is talking to this. This bitch is talking to this girl, right? And she she ghosts her, and she says. You okay, okay. Race? <laughs> okay. Now let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys what happened.
0: Okay, so I'm talking to this, this girl, mm-hmm. this woman, because she's like 34. She's i'm twenty four so she's thirty four yeah <laughs> so she's thirty four she's like she wants to like settle down and she's like, I'm doing all of this stuff to like you know have a family and all of that stuff, which is great, like go for go you, but I was like i'm twenty four I just got out of a six year relationship. I just want to make it abundantly clear that I don't want that, you know it's not for me, yeah. period, and so she's like. She's like, no, I get it, you know, but I really like talking to you. I like fucking with you. Da-da-da. Change your mind for me. <laughs> and I was like, cool, cool. So we we're talking and stuff, and she lets me know that she's going to be where I live. She's going to come to my city. And she was like, I want you to hang out with me. I'm going to be there with my friends. I want you to come meet up with us. But I was like, yo, I got a life. I have things to do. So you can't just get up and leave. I can't just drop everything to hang out with you and your friends, but I will try. Okay, I made it clear that I wouldn't make the effort, but I couldn't give her any guarantees. Mm -hmm. So the weekend goes by. I don't hang out with her. Did you tell her that you weren't going to hang out with her? So I don't hang out with her. Mm. And obviously she goes back to the city that she lives in. Mm. And a few days pass by, and she just sends me a text. And the text just says, you for the streets. (laughs) so naturally I screenshot it and send it to my best fucking friend it's me bitch and I sent it to Alyssa and I was like damn I don't fully really remember what
1: did I say you sent it to me and you are like should I, should I text back and I was like nah fam and then you were like oh and then yeah so you were like I was like
0: should I text back and you were like nah fam so I actually did text her back the little emoji eyes just like the looking eyes did you? and that's it and then and so then Alyssa was like you asked about her in some way
1: I don't remember I don't remember I gotta get my phone fuck <clears throat> It's okay. We got the receipts. We got the receipts. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I sent her Okay, so she's like so she sends me a text saying you for the streets. And so I naturally I screenshot it and send it to Alyssa with the caption someone's upsetting
1: <laughs> and i'm like uh-oh
0: <laughs> and i was like do i respond and was like nah fam so then i sent her this gif y'all know that thing where it's like i'm in my mom's car vroom, <laughs> vroom. so i sent that to Alyssa, and it was like me on the way to the street oh my god <laughs> and so so Alyssa was like who that like who sent that text mm-hmm. and so i'm gonna call her
1: what are we gonna call her call her who's what's this girl name What's this girl's name?
0: Gretchen. Gretchen. We're gonna call her Gretchen.
1: But basically, at the end of the day, she goes. The funny part is, <laughs> I'm like LMAO, you the sheets, and she was like LMAO, I'm on the sidewalk cutting out.
0: <laughs> so I've just been cruising these sidewalks, you know, in yeah. my little like pink toy jeep. Oh, you, you got know? a you
1: got a jeep. You yeah. got upgraded
0: from a scooter. I did upgrade from a scooter. <sighs> I, like, I, you know, like, I broke up, I got in, you know, and I was like, I woke
1: up and I was like, damn, you that bitch. You are that, you are that bitch. I can't be saying out here on a Razor no not more. Not a scooter. No, not a Razor. I yeah. mean, Razor is the elite scooter of them all, though.
0: It is this, it is the elite scooter, but it'd be fucking up your ankles, and Text. like I said, I need to walk these
1: sidewalks, so. Correct. So, you roll up in that Jeep. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a lot to tell you that that shit was funny as fuck and you should have been there. Yeah, it was a had to be there moment. Um... Yeah, so other than your, like, personal love life, what else have you been working on? Okay, so I have, I think, so I've been,
0: therapy hasn't been, like, as frequent as it was. Mm -hmm. But I've made a point, like, like, going back to therapy, kind of, like, figuring out what healing looks like for me and not just healing in my relationship but healing from like past traumas mm-hmm. and one of the things that I think I realized through the breakup was that I rep- like I repress a lot of things mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's like a domino effect that leads to other things so I've personally have been working on like one healthy coping mechanisms for when I encounter like very stressful times or when I get hurt when things happen out of my control and that's one of the things I've realized is that I very much like to be in control Mm. and I feel like I have to be in control and so when I'm not in control I feel like I, I spiral and the breakup kind of like showed me that and one of the things I told myself was like I'm not I'm not gonna spiral and I'm going to, like, make a conscious effort to make sure that I do everything in my power to, like, actually work through this mm-hmm. and work through these emotions and in a healthy way. Exactly, and take care of myself. Because, you know, the, the amount of support I received from the people that are in my lives who, like, know everything that happened, the amount of support and the amount of love I received, like, made me realize, like, there's so much and there's so many people out there who love you and who care about you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, like I'm fighting for myself, but I'm also like being motivated by the support of the people around me. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's something that like I've been actively working on. I
1: love that for you. Thank you. You're doing a great job.
0: It's
1: <laughs> not Where have you been? What have you been focusing on? You know, it, lately, We've been on the overwhelm. But um, since we last spoke, I feel like I've been working a lot on balance in my life. Like, my, I, I go to therapy every two weeks, so gang-gang. I got that shit scheduled out for the next six months, oh. period, um, because you girls struggling. But um, the one thing, one thing that my therapist and I have been working on is, like, maintaining balance in my life. And we've realized that when... When something is, like, I don't want to say out of control, but when, when something is taking, like, precedence over something else, like, I I get really overwhelmed, and and there are a lot of things on my mind, um, and I'm thinking about that all the time, and nothing else matters. So, just working on balance and—I'm uh, losing my train of thought, fucking balance.
0: So, one of the things, like, I've noticed with you, and, like, we've talked about this a lot, is, like— you kind of being forced to like take this active approach to finding balance, and and what I think like a lot of times we look at balance as like this very like equal playing field of everything that happens, mm-hmm. and I know we've talked about you because not only do you, you know, like you work two jobs, obviously. But you also want to go back to school. You're also trying to maintain your social life, but you're also trying to find habits, mm-hmm. hobbies. Mm-hmm. You know, you are oh, doing like it. that. So, like, one of the things that I've noticed is like how you will set small goals. Like, one of your small goals was you were going to keep your kitchen clean.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that really helped. And I think, I think the, um, the biggest thing with balance for me was that I, I was making these big ass goals that were unattainable. And when I wasn't reaching them, um, I was getting depressed and I wasn't doing anything about it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't getting out of bed because I was so depressed because I couldn't reach these goals. And, um, thank you for pointing that out because setting small goals has been, um, a real game changer for me and keeping my kitchen clean. Like, spiraled into making sure that I eat regularly and I make meals for myself. I'm not eating out all the time. And that spiraled into making, like, doing my job well and making sure that I'm coaching well and um, and bringing, like, real-life experiences to my users and, like, showing them that I'm also a real person, dealing with the same struggles with habits that they are mm-hmm. so thank you for putting that out because that mm-hmm. was that was helpful that is helpful um something i've been actively working on and that's another thing about me that you just pointed out i'm very much like not go with the flow but like whatever happens whatever should happen will happen mm-hmm. and um i've realized though that that's not always the best approach. And um there are going to be some things that I have to actively do in order for them to happen. Yeah. Um so, yeah, that's that's another big realization that I've made mm. in the last few months. I think that's really good. Yeah. It's still a struggle. I'm not saying that I'm perfect or that I'm like doing everything great, but I've made some small changes. You've made some changes. Yeah. You're getting there. Some changes. Made a lot of changes. What changes have I made? I mean, you you are like mastering the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I give a fuck. I give somewhat of a fuck. You give some fucks for some people, but I feel like you don't give fucks for a lot of people, and I like that about you. Yeah. You don't give your energy to to just anybody.
0: That's fair. You know what I've realized? Yeah.
1: Okay. Real shit. this is what I've realized.
0: Tell me. Is that In some way, as much as it hurt, like, as painful as it was, I think the breakup needed to happen. And I think the breakup needed to happen because I didn't give myself enough credit. And I don't think that I personally, like, understood or knew... How much of a bad bitch you were? Because... All of that. I didn't. Like, honestly, like... you are. And... It was kind of, like, this awakening, like, after, you know, like, I cried for fucking days and days and days and days. Like, I'm, like, I probably cried every
1: day for, like, the first three months. That's 90 days of crying, y'all. Yeah. The girl's skin was...
0: It was glowing. Like, if you guys want to know how to get, like, perfect skin, literally cry every day. And then also people will be like, wow, you have this, like, glow to you. Like, thank you. It's depression. So just, I'm telling you guys, just try it out. Try it out. Um, anyways, so after, after all of that, after all of the crying and the breakdowns and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and getting a dog, um, Rosie, who is, like, the love of my life, I was like, you know what? You are incredible. Like, you are an engineer, you're a dancer, you're a pole dancer, like, you have a great personality, you offer a lot to the people around you, and just, like, embracing that, and what that means, and what it means to not put yourself on the back burner for the sake of someone else, because that is something that I did, not even realizing it wasn't a conscious thing, it wasn't, like, a forced thing, it was just because in my mind, I was complimenting someone, Mm. and I realized you should never be a compliment to someone, because you are someone, Mm. And, like, that was something that I really had to, like, sit with myself with and, like, evaluate and be, like, why Why are you minimizing yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like since then, I have really just, like... You put that shit in full screen. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, click. Bitch. <laughs> it's like, zoom in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and that's been, honestly, one of the most liberating feelings that I have ever experienced.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You've done a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not to say that like I'm fully healed. Obviously, like I still struggle.
1: Mhm. Um, but you know, we're here. We're here. We're here. And, and practice makes progress. Practice makes progress. I don't know how that. Oh, you don't know how you gonna have that applied like, here? Yeah. Well, you know, we're practicing healing. Um, on the path to healing. Okay. There's no perfection. Okay. It's only progress. Oh okay. progress is perfection. That makes sense. Not progress makes perfection. Okay. Oh, okay. I get it, I get it, I get it.
0: like along the lines of like healing isn't linear. Ah, uh, that all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Hashtag. So. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, so that's kind of like that was my big like aha moment of everything. Hmm. So Okay, but did you have an aha moment?
1: Way to put me on the fucking spot, bitch. You're um, did I have an aha moment? Um, I think I. This is gonna sound so bad, though. I don't know that I can say this on this podcast. Yeah, this is our podcast. You're right. I don't think I realized how attractive I was. I still don't think that I'm that attractive. Like, I'm as, as attractive as people say that I am. But I think that I just. You know, all these... All right. You're doing a lot. Nope. Still attractive. okay. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that I... um Over these last few months and um, talking to different people and, like, just interacting with different people, um, it's made me realize that I... Like, people actually think I'm fucking cute, like... Because you are hot, like, fine, hot. like, fine, like, attractive. But you're um, a sexy motherfucker. All of that. And yeah. it's uh, just, like... I think... If I were to choose an aha moment, it's the aha moment of confidence, and, um, I'm definitely not, I definitely still need the validation, I definitely still need, like, not need, but I definitely still want people to tell me, because I still don't believe it, but I think I'm kind of accepting it a little bit more that I'm attractive, Mm -hmm. um, and that that stems in, like, my childhood traumas, and just, like, not feeling attractive with my partners Mm -hmm. in the past, but... I think that's one, one thing that, um, that I have grown in, um, is just feeling more attractive, more sexy, more desirable.
0: So, um, I 100% relate to the feeling more desirable, feeling more sexy. I've definitely been discovering my sexuality and not only that, but I've realized like, wow, like you, you are sexy. Like you, you're kind of cute and you got that wet ass pussy period that's what the girls say no cap um (laughs) but yeah and just like exploring that and exploring what that looks like and figuring out like what i like sexually Mm -hmm. because i think that for a while even in my relationship like sex felt very taboo Mm -hmm. you know and when i got into a relationship i was very young it was my first relationship it was also like my, not only my first romantic relationship, but it was my first, like, really, truly sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, I did things with other people, but it wasn't, like, an intimacy thing, hmm. you know? Is it, I'm trying this out thing? Yeah, but, like, in the aspect of intimacy, like, what does intimacy look like for me? And what do, what do I like mm-hmm. in intimacy? And just being able to, like, take the time and explore that and make sex not a taboo topic for me Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and make it something that I feel empowers me and not something that I should feel, like, shame for and not having
1: shame for, like, having the sex drive that I do or wanting to have sex or things like that, that. you know? I love that you're removing that that stigma that was placed on you. Not by you, you know? But, like, that stigma that was placed on you about sex Mm -hmm. and about how much you like sex. Like, that's not a bad thing. And I think... Um, we're, you know, not, you know, not to say any names, but we were just, like, trapped in these, like, non-sexual relationships mm-hmm. that were, and we're just not those people, and I think that we, we've discovered that yeah. in these last few months in and a super important it. way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So now we can go forward with what we, like, knowing what we like, mm-hmm. um...
0: And I've been just knowing, because it's okay not to know, but, like, exploring. You Being
1: know? open to exploring, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Being open to exploring and just, like, I found that, you know, I've been, I've used some dating apps, applications, but it's actually interesting because, <laughs> <laughs> and also people have, like,
1: been in my DMs, so, like... because she posts raunchy pole videos, y'all.
0: <laughs> but.
1: Uh, anyways, but just
0: being able to like have conversations with the pe- these people about boundaries, boundaries in terms of what I want, Ooh. boundaries in terms of like what sex
1: is going to look like between us, like mm. what like having these conversations, what our relationship is going to look like. Exactly, that is a big thing. I think both of us have have done a really great job on is setting that. Well, not a really great job, but like. Not me, at least. But <laughs> well, not, really. Well, not a really great job. But like something that is it is more, I think. With at least my mom, I've been setting a lot of great boundaries. Um, I don't know about personal relationships, but I, there you got to start somewhere. But I, that's something that I admire about you is because like you have set boundaries with certain people. You're, like, this is what our relationship is going to look like, and I'm going to keep it transparent and real with you, and we're going to keep it moving, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I think there's so much freedom in being able to set those boundaries. Um, it's not fucking easy. No, okay? it's not easy. It's not easy. At all. Um, especially when it's... Um, It's someone you're intimate with or someone in your family or a close friend. Like, all of these things are so difficult. um, And I think that you're doing it so gracefully. And um, thank you. You're welcome. I also, I do, I will say, though, I feel like I've learned that people who respect you will respect your
0: boundaries. Yeah. And I think that it's also important to do the reciprocal, to, like, listen to other people and, like, what boundaries that they come in. Because our boundaries carry a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. Like, they carry a lot of weight to them. We set boundaries because of past history. We set boundaries because of fears. We set boundaries because of desires. We set boundaries for multiple reasons. And people who understand that, like, you come with your own personal human experiences will come to realize, like, you've set these boundaries for very specific reasons. Whether or not you know the reason is irrelevant. And I've come to realize that, like, with certain people that... I've kind of like been intimate with um, and the people that I have chosen to continue to be intimate with when they set a boundary when I set a boundary it's a very clear like okay like there's no but Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. we though in the past like there's none of that Mm -hmm. like it is what it is and I don't know I think that like you said there's so much freedom in it and, like, setting that. But I do agree.
1: Like, I feel like it's a lot easier to set boundaries with strangers than people you have a history with. Facts. Definitely facts. Um, I'm going to talk about my mom because I've basically, I don't know that cut her off is the right term, but I don't really talk to her anymore, and, and that is a huge thing, like, a, a big boundary that I've set for myself just to keep my peace. Um, once you do it, it's liberating, but it's, like, the fear pride to setting that boundary that really keeps you from doing it Mm -hmm. Um, no I agree I think there is a fear to setting boundaries because
0: there's a fear for me I can't speak from you but for me there's a fear of rejection. Yeah. Like, you're going to reject me for the boundaries that I
1: set. You're going to lose whatever that whatever situation that you have. Like, exactly. With, at least with my mom. Like, I'm going to set this boundary, and I'm going to lose a relationship with her, right? Yeah. I'm going to set this boundary with this person, and I'm going to lose whatever, like, relationship we've built together. Yeah. Because my boundary is, like, hurting them, but... At the end of the day, I guess we have to realize that the boundary isn't hurting them. It's more the lack of setting that boundary is hurting you in the long run. Exactly.
0: And uh, I feel like I self-sabotage when I don't set boundaries. Like, I think for me, like, setting boundaries, it was a really big step in, like, my healing. Like, I was so afraid to set boundaries in my relationship. Mm -hmm. And... I think boundaries can be like uh, what's off limits, but also like, can we put this on the table? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, just for like fear of like disrupting the table or mm-hmm. disrupting whatever flow we had going. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that that was a reflection of my partner, mm-hmm. exactly, but it was a reflection of it was a reflection of me, and it was a reflection of like me feeling like. The patterns of my life, I've been silenced when I express things that are important to me. And Mm. I took that into a relationship, which is not something that you should do. But I I took it into that relationship. I took it into my friendships. I took it into my workplace, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... That was powerful. Yeah. And so it's just... It's like you have a voice, and your voice deserves to be heard, and a part of using
1: your voice is setting boundaries, you know? And, yeah. Building on what you said, I think the, the fear, one of the fears in setting boundaries is disrupting that that flow that you have, ch- making a change in that relationship, um, and not knowing what that change is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, for me, that is the fear of setting boundaries mm-hmm. is just, like, ruffling the feathers, you know? Yeah. And, and that fear of, like, maybe this relationship isn't... I, like, being comfortable in the complacency of the relationship yes. the way that it is. Um, and that is where I lack in setting boundaries because I don't want to ruffle those feathers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that's how I was in my last relationship. I, you know, we never set boundaries and so we we were in this constant state of of just complacency in my Mm -hmm. opinion so
0: yeah i think it's interesting too that like you bring that up because you know one of my favorite poets is um andrew gibson also known as Andrea Gibson. I'm not quite sure the name that they go by, but I know that their Instagram name is Andrew Gibby, so that's what I'm going with. But anyways, one of the poems that they have, Prism, one of the lines is, people ask why we stayed together for so long. I tell them I don't know. And I relate to that so much, you know, because there was a sense of, like, comfort and a sense of complacency, in that relationship, and also like this fear of okay, if 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 we do break up, what does that look like for me? You know, and mm-hmm. I think like I had a relationship that I feel like a lot of people idolized and yes,
1: <laughs> me being one of
0: them. Yeah, and like there there was a lot of pressure because one, our relationship was also very private, but two, there was a lot of pressure in that. You know, like, you have two, one, very successful women, right, who do well, attractive women, you know, Um, and just, like, this combination of things where people would just be like, wow, like, goals and stuff like that, and there was Mm -hmm. a sense of, like, allowing everyone else to kind of, like, put their influence and shape, exactly, shape, because I, in my mind, it was like, what What is this gonna look like and how do I move forward? you know and, and and there were times in the relationship where I'm sure we both were like, I know there was a time where I was like, I don't know that this is gonna work, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like we made it work and a lot of times I think, like why do we make it work? you mm-hmm. know, Because our lives were so intertwined and, and ingrained in each other that it almost felt wrong,
1: mm-hmm. wrong to break up
0: yeah like it felt like oh i'm gonna disappoint everyone else Mm -hmm. um but there's also like like you know there was a lot of like love there you know and there was this like i want to make it work you know but a lot of times it's like but but why like what is holding you and things that you now i know i shouldn't settle on i shouldn't compromise on But in the moment, it's like, what keeps you there? Mm. You know, Like I don't fully know. I think it's a combination of things that you
1: can't really pinpoint. Mm -hmm. But it all leads to complacency. All of it. Always. All roads lead to to complacency, (laughs) for sure. I I relate with that a lot. Um, Not in the form of being idolized as a relationship, but as a form of, like, um, staying together because it felt, comfortable. It felt right. It felt like if we break up, what the fuck like it what the fuck are we going to do next? <laughs> right? Literally. Like um like you spend 6 years, 5 years with someone, 4 years. But yeah, you know, what is that going to look like for me as an individual moving forward and um like you, you you change yourself so much to make things work mm-hmm. because you're like, this is my person. This is who I'm supposed to be with. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's also a narrative that is sold to us um, in this society. Like, you meet this person. You love this person. You're supposed to work hard to be with this person. But that's not always the case. That's mm. not... That's rarely the case. Like, yes, you should work hard to be in a relationship, but when you're changing yourself entirely to be with someone then that's yeah. what is the point like but what are you left with nothing like yeah like <laughs> Who that's are like you? when you
0: change yourself so much and you change your desires so much to fit this person like truly what are you left with you know like that's how i felt like i relate like i relate to that so much because it was like it's like, what, there are certain things ingrained in you, right? Like, there are certain things that are innate that you just know are a part of your being. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for me, like, dance is that. For me, sex is that. For me, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, it is, it is, but it, it's also like, when you, when you take these pieces out, like, you take pieces of yourselves out and you continue to do that for someone, you're not left with anything. Like, you're left with the idea of what someone thought you should have been.
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yes. I I didn't even recognize myself at the end of this relationship, and I think that I didn't even recognize her at the end of the relationship. You mm-hmm. know, like, we were shaping each other into, into people that we wanted each other to be mm-hmm. and uh, not who we actually were. And I think in these last few months, I'm trying, you know, I've been... Trying to figure out who that person is, and rebuilding, rebuilding myself, um, mm-hmm. and finding the things that I enjoy because it repressed a lot of the things that I enjoy because she didn't enjoy them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, why? So it begs like it begs the question of like I, I think it's a societal thing. It's a but it's also like a very deeply personal thing. I think. Yes. Like for me, like I know one of the reasons why this relationship was so important to me because it also felt like a giant fuck you to a lot of people and like your relationship was a revenge relationship? it wasn't a revenge relationship no 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 no. no. but the success of the relationship felt like a big fuck you to people who were like You know, queer relationships don't work, or you wouldn't be happy with a woman, or, like, X, Y, Z. And, like, granted, you shouldn't put these external things onto your relationship. We're young. But I was 18. I would say, like, I started feeling, like, when I felt like our relationship was successful, I probably feel like that around, like, year three. You know? Like, I felt like, wow, we are doing it. Like, we're making it, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, maybe, like, year four, when we graduated, like that was like a big thing for me. I was like, wow, we literally like grew up together which like looking back it's kind of like, oh you grew up together. Mm-hmm. But like at the time it was like, wow, we like really grew up together. You know, like we've been there for each other through you get some, all these milestones. Exactly. Like really hard times and like you know, we've traveled the world together and stuff like that. That's so cute. Yeah, so it was like, wow, like fuck, this is this is it and not to say that the relationship wasn't successful because I don't think that like the success of a relationship is dependent on whether or not that relationship lasted you know Mm -hmm. like I think at certain points like it was a very successful relationship until it wasn't you Mm -hmm. know but with that being said like um I think it it did feel like a big like fuck you look I'm I'm making it work but I think it was important for me and it's important for me now to realize like if I ever did want to be in a relationship again which is not looking so likely right now but if I ever did want to be in a relationship again it hasn't even been a year so I'm just doesn't matter whatever Um, (laughs) it makes me feel like I know that I can have a successful relationship Mm -hmm. you're capable I'm capable of having a like a successful relationship but you know right now we live on the sidewalk
1: living on the sidewalk um yes we were also so very young
0: you know yeah
1: we we were so young and we grew up so fast for those relationships we did um we i want i don't want to say like we missed out on things but there are things that we didn't do because we were in relationships we were not hopes in college (laughs) um (laughs) like i edit that um you know and it it, i I think that these relationships taught us a lot about ourselves, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that I, these relationships were meant to last, um, but they did serve a purpose. Yeah, and I, I don't regret those purposes. They, they taught us something about ourselves that we did not know before, and yeah. we could have never known mm-hmm. um, without being in those relationships and, and seeing how we interact with other people. So, yeah, don't regret it. Don't regret it. Um, but,
0: uh, wish I wish didn't hurt it, so fucking much. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly, ugh, Dagger, the betrayal. Oh! <laughs>
1: no, yeah, the betrayal. The betrayal. What the fuck were we gonna call her? Were we gonna call her? Were we not- We, we put it in the Google Doc. We did put it in the Google Doc.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, but, like, I think that- like, you keep saying when we're so young, and I think it is so important. Like, it's so important for me to remember that because, you know, after the breakup, I was, like, six fucking years. Like, yeah. that's a long time. Yeah. And like, and it hurt because it was, like, I felt like that's my entire youth. Right? Right. It's a weird feeling. But then I was, like, bitch, you're 24. you 24 years <laughs> you're literally old. literally 24 years old. Like, you haven't even cracked the surface of what the world has to offer you. And even like even though it feels like it was so much time, but it was like you were still so young and you're still like really learning about yourself, developing, growing and It's a drop in the
1: bucket for a lifetime too. Exactly. So yeah. And I think there's also the societal the societal like norm that your youth is ends at like fucking 21 yeah you know and what that's the fuck bullshit is that? <laughs> because that's when it starts um yeah so i think i agree with you like i really thought that i lost all of these years mm-hmm. being in a relationship i could have been out hoeing and doing all these the stuff not that i would have been i don't i don't think that i would have been but you know could have been doing other things during this relationship but in reality, like, we have so much more time mm-hmm. to do those things, and even when we're not young and sprightly, like, there yeah, are things to look forward to, so it's, like, not the end of the world.
0: But it's, like, this arbitrary timeline that, like, we have, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're supposed to graduate. You're supposed to find this person, you're supposed to get married like you know like get married by like 25 buy a house like and Mm -hmm. but but it's like have kids and then it's like but what's after that like like where is the life that's supposed to be lived Mm -hmm. you know and like i know for myself like i did put a lot of like pressure on what it meant to be in this relationship okay and You know, I was going to relocate. So I'm going to relocate. And then are we going to get married? Are we going to get a house? And like, but it's like, what happens in between that? What about the relationships that aren't romantic? You know, what about the goals that you have, the things that you want to do? You know, like, those are all important. And those are all things you do and can do while you're so young and growing and developing into the person that you are. And I say that, but I also think, we're never the person who, like you know, we're always ever changing, and we're always striving to be someone, and and that target is always changing. So like to put, to put, like you know. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, I feel like we're putting something on a moving target, you know? Mm. And we're always chasing this moving target Mm -hmm. instead of being like, this is where I am now, and what do I need now? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, like, the approach that I've been taking to
1: life since, you know, I don't have any fucking timelines anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? I I think also with with the timeline, you put a lot of pressure on having a romantic relationship um, with that timeline, and then you forget about all of these other relationships and and goals that you have that that contribute to that to that relationship like Mm -hmm. when you put so much effort and so much um what's the word not prominence but like when you put so much emphasis on your mm-hmm. romantic relationship and you, you stray away from those other relationships, those other goals, those other things that you're striving for, like you put a strain on your relationship, like you being balanced in all of those things is an important, um, bring it back. we going to bring it back, but being able to balance like your romantic relationships along with your platonic relationships and your goals and on all of these things that you're striving towards, mm-hmm. it, it it takes that strain off of your romantic relationship for you to be that one person for, for everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it helps build that relationship. When you have things outside of that other person, that is, isn't that the point for you to be well-rounded and to, to like not depend on that one person for every single Mm -hmm. piece of your happiness? But, yeah, not to depend on a
0: person for your piece of happiness. You but know, to like, build
1: with that person. Yeah,
0: I think that, like, this idea that we should find our happiness in a person is, is, like, fundamentally flawed, you know? Like, I think that we can experience happiness with people, and we can create happiness with people. But this sense of inner happiness, it's kind of—it's kind of counterproductive to seek it externally, you know? And— I think there's a beauty in being comfortable and being okay with being by yourself and still being able to find joy.
1: Yes. You know? And I think that's exactly what we're working on right now. Finding joy. Finding joy in the things that are not people. Mm -hmm. and Well, not even not people, but not, like, romantic relationships. Like, being able to, to stand alone and say, I'm happy with the things that I'm doing right now, regardless of what somebody else is doing. Yeah.
0: But also it's important to be able to say, like, I'm unhappy with something without the influence of someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, to not have someone else impact, you know, like joy and life. It's all nuance. We had an episode about that, you know, but it's like it's okay to like not experience like all of these emotions like concurrent with someone,
1: like it's okay to have it for yourself, and like whatever you feel, allow that to be for you. Not just okay, but important, but necessary. Yeah, it's necessary for you to to be able to sit with your feelings and to be able to identify those feelings without the influence of someone else. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So I also sorry, like we switch it up real quick because I feel like it's important. And I guess like we're just telling all the people where we've been. Okay. So I also had surgery. Yeah, baby girl. Yeah, I had surgery on my throat. So I'm a throat baby now. Throat baby. Uh, actually I actually had my throat baby removed.
1: Um, it was a mass. <gasps> wow, that was perfect. What and an introduction. It was, <laughs> it's it's uh she has a picture of it on her fridge. It's I, actually like a baby. Yeah, it was it was it was
0: pretty large. Um, it was like mm. it was it was really large. um... Yeah, yeah, and uh, so now I, my neck is is uh, slim thick. Ooh, with your cute eyes. Hey, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so that's also where we've been. So that's also where we've been, and obviously my best friend came to take care of me, Gang gang while that's I was recovering. Do. As exactly as she does, um, but that surgery was really important for me. That surgery, the re- I haven't really talked about it. For a long time you know my ex was the only person who knew about this mass and my throat we had been tracking it for two years and like I said I'm a pretty private
1: person I didn't even know so
0: yeah I'm a I'm a pretty private person so it was literally something like my mom knew my ex knew and two of my sisters knew and that was it and obviously, like it got to the point where it was so large that I had to have it removed. It was like impacting my windpipe, but it was something that, like every appointment, all the things, like I did with my ex, and after, like shortly after we broke up, is when I found out that I was gonna have to have it removed. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, fuck, like, what, like, who am I gonna tell? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, how is this gonna work? And I like, in that moment, I realized like my community was not in one person. Mm. My community mm. has always been multiple people, always, always. it's it's been Alyssa, it's been my parents, my sisters, my friends, you know, it's even my coworkers like showed up for me, you know, And so that, I think, as unfortunate as it was, everything went well, everything went well. But as as unfortunate as it was and as upsetting as it was to, like, actually, like, have to undergo surgery and have this, like, mass removed and, you know, like, the seriousness of it, I remember, like, calling Alyssa, like, immediately after I found out to, like, just be upset about it and be upset about how I felt. And it was, like, in that moment that I realized, like, bitch, you are not alone in this fucking world, you know? like at all like you're not alone and like the relationships like that you have are so invaluable to the
1: person that you are and the person that you're becoming bitch a cry. i know i remember exactly where i was when you called me too yeah yeah i was i was actually at the dealership with my ex <laughs> helping her um get some shit together but
0: yeah so it was just like i know it's just like threw that in there but like that was so 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 important for me to realize and i think my mom my mom is so corny my mom after the surgery was like she was like this is a reminder that like she's like sometimes like the things that like weigh you down have to be removed for you (sighs) to like realize what is important in your life and like i was like oh wow that a poet hit deep like that hits so deep and like a proverb right and mm. these things like i feel like i have since been like okay i do need to work on the relationship with my parents like truly you know mm-hmm. and i do need to like be a better friend to the people around me yeah. you know like and just like call my friends and be like hey
1: look i love you i'm a terrible texter but we're here gang gang you yeah. know yeah. No, I, I love that. Yes. I love that you said that too because I think that that really like loops around to like all of the, this emphasis that we put on our relationships. We put so much, we put so much into our significant others that we forget that we have this amazing community that has always been there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we that that person, that romantic relationship, is our point person. That's the first person in line. You know, mm-hmm. so. And that's a that's a large burden to carry. Mm-hmm. It's a large weight to carry for someone to be someone's everything. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That got real deep real quick. I did. We we've been talking about our exes for way too long. Let's talk about something else. Um, <laughs> Fuck them bitches. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> um. So, you know, what was I gonna say? Outside of my ex. Anyways, I have a dog. (laughs) That bitch is reckless. Oh my god. She ran out of the house. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, we're here. I think this was like a good, a good run of of what the fuck's been on our mind Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Yes.
1: And. really got out there. We got real fucking deep. We did. But I think it was good. It was good. (laughs) this is a reminder when you said your mom said this is a reminder all I wanted to be like was your boyfriend built like a bitch (laughs) this is a reminder that your boyfriend built like a bitch you should should be be my my girlfriend girlfriend instead
0: instead. (laughs) oh also TikTok is a bitch like what have I been doing I've also been like posting poll videos and tiktoks but all of my poll videos literally get removed from tiktok like so frequently they hate you they hate me and like Alyssa and i've literally posted the same video and mine got taken down for over a month over a fucking month. The same exact the video. The same exact video. She actually no edits. posted it first. <laughs> no edits, no nothing. Like, literally. And then Alyssa posts it, and it's fucking...
1: Y'all. I got more views, too. <laughs> I got I have with more, TikTok. Yo, I have more, like, foot traffic on my page than she does, and, like, 50% of her videos get taken down. All the time. And, like, it's literally, like, y'all just hate... If you hate
0: black pole dancers, just, just say, just say that.
1: that. Just say that
0: because we got a bone to pick like i'm coming for y'all next oh <sighs> is
1: that right okay.
0: yeah um <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we need to go into final thoughts do we are we done talking i don't know what do you what do you what else do you want to talk about because i can i mean i could talk for dice for
1: dice um for- i don't know <laughs> i don't know what else there's to talk about i guess I'm a Chia. My the kid that I that I nanny, every time I change my hair, I tell him he's like he goes um Sissa, why how did your hair grow so fast? And I'm like, "I'm a Chia. <laughs> and now every time he sees me with like long hair, he's like, "Ala or not," like he does not call me that. Sissa, you're a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> Sissa, are you a he's cheetah? So cute. Oh my god. <laughs> Cuz he's he thinks I'm saying cheetah like the animal. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what a chia is. He's fucking three. You know, like,
0: chia seeds and, like, chia pets? Ch-ch-ch-chia. Like, no, but, like, chia seeds. Like, you know, like, the shit that you make, like, you know, the Don't blow my mind right now.
1: Are they the same thing? I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm pretty sure they're the same thing. We be
1: eating that? (sniffs) Eat makes sense, because I'm a chia. Ch-ch-ch-chia. I don't like that. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't want to whip you in the face. Thank you. You're <laughs> she
0: was like, she said, "I said." She said, "Gravity who?" Ow! Ow! Um, yeah. So what else? What? You else? got a new car? Oh, bitch! Fuck! Shit! There's a lot of shit
1: happened, yo. No,
0: I did not get a new car. I got rid of Becky, y'all. Oh, R.I.P. The end of the era. But listen, Give me that listen. Bit so bit. I came to the conclusion that like you shouldn't name your car after white people. Because that's bad luck, and I think that's why I got into like accidents. So I, um. (laughs) So I purposely. You really tried it, that was cute. (laughs) So I purposely. I got. Listen, I don't know what the colonizers have done to me, but I got another white car. No! Not the colonizers! But I didn't give her a white name because she's
1: spicy white. So her name is Iris. So before she bought this car, we made a we made an agreement. We made a deal. We did we not shake on it? I feel like we did. She said, Alyssa, don't make don't let me buy a white car because I work at a construction site and I hate when my car is dirty. And I said, okay, bet I won't let you buy a white car. You know what this bitch? What well, did? she did? She let me buy a white car. I did not let. I strongly disagreed with the decision. However, it was a better deal. And she was like, I don't really care. So. <laughs> <laughs> so here she is with a white fucking car the other option was a jeep and that wasn't um, we wouldn't have been doing so.
0: it we wouldn't have been doing it nah not for that money Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it was the same price though it's the repairs for me it's yeah yeah, yeah. so I did get a new car mm-hmm. wow that's crazy mm-hmm. okay what have you done <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a damn thing um, I've decided that I'm gonna go to PA school yeet what was behind that decision Um, the fact that I am sick of, like, not having a career, I mean, I just feel like I work all the time, and for what? You know? For what? But do you want to be a PA? I want to be in medicine. I don't know that I can say that I want to be a PA. I want to be a doctor, but I think PA is the smarter choice. Why? For my lifestyle. Okay. Um, Because I want to have that freedom, one, to be able to move, move from, um specialty to specialty, you can't do that as a doctor. And I also want the freedom to travel and to to do fun things and not have the pressure of of, of being a doctor. Being a doctor is difficult. Okay. Um, I think in my reflection, I only wanted to be a doctor so that I could say that I'm a doctor, so I could put doctor in front of my name. Um, And that's not a good reason. So... Um, just gonna muscle up these two years and start my fucking career because I'm sick of working for pennies. So. Yeah, yeah. Start my fucking life. Pennies for your thoughts. And bedtime thoughts.
0: At that. I think it's really funny that when we came up with the name Bedtime Thoughts, we were in a rela- we were in relationships, and it's something guys like we literally was like, okay, but we're not thoughts. Like, is it? are we gonna talk about sex are we gonna talk about can we talk about like our relationships like we didn't have a lot of sex like can we can we talk about that because like there wasn't much going on it's so, like mm-hmm. what what happened like did we manifest this yes did we man we manifested i told you the becoming reason thoughts? i oh
1: wait a minute who's a
0: thought you a thought i am a homosexual over there
1: So then, but we've always been thoughts then. Okay, whatever. What were you going to say? <laughs> she said, she said you didn't catch on to what the fuck I was doing, bitch. <laughs> no, I told you, I already told you, like, that, the decision to make this podcast made me reflect on my relationship. Like, I'm really going to get on here and lie that I'm happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. That's true. Damn. It made me evaluate how private I am. Mm. And Why? Why? my upbringing hmm. yeah but you know like you can't let past traumas dictate your future and your current life no traumas are not your fault but yeah it's up to you to to make a change but i think i'm being open on the podcast it was like hold it wait a minute that don't sound right wait a minute it's <clears throat> a great song so yeah um girl what the that's fuck that's crazy
1: Uh, Alyssa has claws. Ow. That's another thing. We are here living our best nail
0: life. Lives. We are. And like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've been lied to. We've been lied to because... The lesbians love it. The lesbians don't really care they, about the acrylics. Really and, like, not we're not monoliths. I know that some lesbians do care. Mm-hmm. But I personally will say, with the experience that I have had...
1: And my, me as well.
0: They don't give a fuck. They don't give two shits. They don't give a fuck. We'll say clean your nails. You know, mm-hmm. that's important. Buy a brush. Yes, buy a nail brush.
1: But, like... And don't let these nail techs lie to you and say you don't have to change your acrylics out. Change them bitches out every three sets, two to three sets. Yes. Do really. not be over here with like six sets. Mm hmm. Ew. Yeah. He really. That guy was fucked. But like. I had to fire him. She did.
0: But yeah, so like, um. In conclusion, <laughs> you are a bad bitch. Do whatever the fuck you want. Period. Get your nails done do your hair don't do your hair it doesn't matter because you're attractive and like you don't need someone else to tell you that you're attractive and no. you don't need someone else it's to nice tell you to be confident it is nice it is nice you know like you know it's it's, it's, it's validation it's the us. validation for us mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like you
1: know I don't know just just evaluate just, just just do things for you do things for you don't do things for other people these these are for me those those are for her you know my hair, for me. Her hair, for her. It's not for nobody else, so it just... It ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody. I don't know. I think we're just, like, learning to live for ourselves and not for anybody else right now.
0: Yeah, I think we're learning to love ourselves. Like, but, but understanding what it means to love yourself, because, like, we have this, like, frou-frou, like, love yourself means, like, being happy and positive all the time.
2: Mm-mm.
0: And, like, that's not
1: really what loving yourself looks like, you know, like... love is so dynamic it is and it's really evaluating like your wants and needs like being able to talk to yourself and say is this really what i want is this really what i'm striving for
0: yeah loving yourself means being honest with yourself
1: yes yes yeah that's a huge thing that i think i've i've been doing yeah it's working on i mean it's definitely not perfect but i think i've really been working on like Being honest with my feelings, my emotions towards certain things and, and like not, not making up this narrative because I think it's going to serve the purpose of a situation better Mm -hmm. than what I really feel. Yeah. That's, that's going to make, that's going to make things messy in the long run, no matter what, no matter what. And you're going to lose yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Period.
0: And it's a lot easier to lose yourself than it is to find yourself. And so it's really important, like, navigating life to, like, really seek to constantly be finding yourself. And you're an ever-changing person, so it's not a one-month thing. It's not a one-year thing. It's a constant thing. Like, it's an effort to make sure that, like, you are in tune with, like, who you are and what you want and what that looks like. And you're working on becoming a better you for you not for your partner not for someone else you know like
1: and a good partner is going to not not compliment that but like or I don't want to I don't want to use compliment because I feel like we use compliment negatively but a good partner is going to add to that not take away from that Mm -hmm. and not change you to fit their narrative like you're gonna have your own narrative they're gonna have their own narrative and you guys are gonna be Narrativing. Narrativing separately and together at the same time.
0: (laughs) It's a matrix of narrativing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Not that that's the end goal. You don't have to be in a fucking relationship to be happy, but... Period.
0: So, I feel like, you know, I really... I might just be that mysterious aunt who, like, pops up with a lot of money mysteriously. I think that's really funny
1: that you say that. She really thinks that I'm going to be the one with a kid.
0: We should take a toll, like a poll. We should do a poll on like, okay, who do you think would have kids first, Lissa or me? First or period? I'll probably, I'm not saying I'm never going to have kids. Like, I might have, I might pop out a little thing thing. (laughs) (laughs) I actually probably won't pop out anything. I probably will adopt um,
1: a little human. Okay, we should make that a poll. Y'all let us know. We'll post it on the gram. Who's gonna have kids first? The show.
0: All right, so we should go into final thoughts. We should. No? Yeah. No. I mean, we can make this like a two-hour thing. Nah. Um, what
1: else is there to talk about? You going to PA school is pretty important. I mean, I haven't done anything for that yet, so there's not much to talk about. I just made the decision. That's fair.
0: You want to tell the people what we're gonna talk about in the future? What the fuck are we gonna talk about? In the
1: future? Whatever the fuck we want. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast where we talk about season two everything and anything whatever literally whatever we want anything that keeps us up at night you're gonna hear you're about gonna it. hear about it it's gonna be a little less structured so uh fucking buckle up
0: even um y'all we're really gonna explore y'all are gonna learn
1: some things y'all
0: are gonna learn some things and who knows we might even actually i don't know that i'm gonna talk about any of the sex with we
1: should talk about
0: We should talk about sex scopades. Yeah. 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 Y'all, listen, there are people out here who know what the fuck they're doing. We just didn't know they existed. We just didn't know they existed. And that's on us for being sheltered. Mm. (laughs) But listen. (laughs) But listen, (laughs) baby. That's our fault. It's not. It's not. But listen, because somebody's daughter is really out here playing. anything
1: listen to me
0: and I just feel like
1: we just been missing out
0: we really have been missing out I don't know like what's in the water but I'm drinking it
1: drink it all up I'm, I'm drinking it shit.
0: it's getting wet it's getting over my shirt
1: you know what <laughs> it's time to go <laughs> So that's a preview of what the fuck during So if you're into that, no, stay tuned because, because she' going to be I feel it Like, up. why do why?
0: I swear to God, I'm not the inappropriate best friend.
1: I think though, I think what's really interesting though is that at the beginning of this podcast situation, we thought that it was me, but it's been it's been proven actually <laughs> that it's not me. How has it been proven though? How, How would they re- know? How would they know? How would they know, headass? <laughs> How would they know? They're not gonna know. I fucking hate you. Anyway, it's not me, so. <laughs> y'all, it is.
0: It is. I keep it PG on these sidewalks. Why do y'all think I'm on the sidewalk?
1: Because you watching the streets. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this was great. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we um, missed you guys a lot. So
0: much. We missed you guys so much.
1: And, uh, yeah, things are going to look different moving forward. So,
0: Just, like, bear with us, but honestly, the goal is for us to be our most authentic self. Yeah, so we're going to do a lot of
1: experimenting with a whole bunch of things and see what works, what sticks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, and shit's going to be fun. Stay tuned. That's fun. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so where can the people find us? Oh, that was loud. Let me
1: do that again. In and out, in and out, breathe in. I hate that our life is in TikTok now. This pussy should
0: come with an asthma pump.
1: That song is going to It.
0: I cannot wait. It does, actually. I leave it in a little...
1: Where can people find us, Trina? Later.
0: when they come inside. Just. Warning, you might drown. Warning, shortness of breath may occur. Her... Anyways. <laughs> and I'm the inappropriate one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but if you had a warning label. What would it be? Definitely slippery when wet. <laughs>
1: I was thinking of getting it tattooed right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation I've had.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: um, Where can the people find us?
0: So you can find us at BTT Podcast on the Instagrams. On the gram. You can find Alyssa at.
1: Young Liss period underscore Nah. just Fuck. young list young Liss, you can find me on TikTok at young list underscore though if you if you really want to
0: you can find me at Juliet Valeria underscore on the Instagrams on the and you can find all of my um, community violent violations on
1: TikTok at poll JBL. That's P O L E J V L. Yes. Um, and if any me. of you guys
0: report my video? Your mom's a hoe. <laughs> and
1: we're leaving on that. <laughs>